0: You're listening to Fireside Chats Without the Fires podcast, where customer experience enthusiasts are inspired by our weekly CX practitioners and thought leaders who share their insights and knowledge. And now here are your hosts, Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. And we are live. We are back for our latest installment of the Customer Experience World Games 2021. I am Neil uh, Koff, co-host, co-creator of Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Uh, We are a CX podcast and the uh, podcast voice and partners of the CX World Games 2021. I am so excited to be back. It seems like it's been so long, although it's only probably been about about a week, (laughs) our our previous installment. Uh, We get to have uh, two great guests, of course, uh, Christopher Brooks, organizer, host, creator of the CX World Games, and a really special guest, Professor. Dr. Phil Klaus. Professor, we're going we're gonna, to um, ask you some questions in just a few minutes. We want to ask uh, Christopher first about the latest and greatest of the, of the CX World Games. Just hang on for a, for a minute. I can't wait to ask you and, and, and get right to it. But um, l- let's hear the latest and greatest from Christopher about where we're at with the games. There's so much going on, news, updates, uh, amazing quality work. But Christopher, please share with us uh, the, the wonderful things that are going on as of right now.
1: Hey, Mr. Neil, and thank you so much. Um, always a pleasure to, to be on the show. Um, and someone called it that to me the other day. They were talking. They said, "Hey, I've seen your show. I've seen the World Games show, so it's it's got its own uh, its own title now." Um, yeah, it's only been a few days, but a lot has happened. A lot has happened. So, what we, what has happened in the meantime? We've had a video from Neil Shaw, who is the uh, runs the um, uh, Stress Management Society, um, nominating his favourite uh, entry. Which was um, the CX Heroes. So you know, not only did they pick up the gong from the judges from the first event, but they picked up the challengers' gong as well. Which is, uh, I know it's it's really prized possession um, to have. I know the Rock Stars picked up um, the Love Not Lost uh, challengers' gong, and the Rock Stars and the Disruptors have not only done that; they've crashed together to create. The disruptive rock stars, so the powerhouse of Justin Robbins and James Dawkins have come together to form one team. So we've never had that before, but kind of thought, yeah, go with it. That sounds great
0: to me. By the way, um, this is real, this is uncharted territory, right? A merger. This is
1: yeah, teams. a merger between two teams. Yeah. Was so regulatory
0: I, approval of this like did this get? Well, yeah, we had a dis-
1: by- we had a discussion about it and kind of just felt yeah, this made sense. Um There's a few things happen within the teams. I mean, both the the leaders in those teams are busy people i mean um justin's taking his disruptor tour across the states and then you've got um james has just been appointed by um Systems. so you know there's a lot going on in their own lives and they said let's come together and let's give all of our talent collectively and that they're, they're, they're happening now so it's fortunate the name works the disruptive rock stars it works well if it had been the passive rock stars or maybe um Uh, The the partisan rock stars wouldn't have worked quite so well, but the names have come together. So we've had that. Uh, We've had our our third challenge out and back for um, Resonate, which is the Women Empowerment Charity in Rwanda. So we've now got some incredible entries come back in there. Uh, and I won't say who it is, but one of the judges has put his hand up to say, I'd like to help develop some of these further. Um, I'm really connected to this um, this charity, so that's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, we've got our, our fourth entry went out, which was for the incredible Farzine who is um, MD of um, Joyco, which is helping um, uh, farmers in Bangladesh uh, become more proficient, being able to create Greater wealth for the, the, the small holding farmers in in the region. Um, the entries have come back in for that now, and we've just launched our fifth and final challenge, which is potentially our biggest one ever. Um, what we're now taking on is we're helping uh, an incredible organisation called Habasha Project, who are based in in uh, in Mexico. But get get this, Neil. I mean this, this the guy who runs it realised there are, there are 26,000 refugees across the world. And a lot of the refugees grew up with the dream, and some even started it, of a higher education degree. And that's been taken from them because of unrest in their own country that they've needed to flee for their own safety. They now find themselves in a refugee camp with no family, no way of returning home. And this dream, or this idea that they were following, which we all follow, has become a dream, and it's just something that's not possible for them anymore. And Habasha Project lifts these people up, bring them to Mexico, and they pay their higher um, education degree. They, they provide cultural integration into society. They pay for their health, their accommodation, and they change the lives of these people forever putting them back on the path they never believed they would have anymore um but like everyone they had been really impacted by um COVID-19 so we've got a really special challenge so it's one last push for the players to come together and to support um helping refugees around the world try to restore some of the dignity and continue their um education class that they intended so we're very very excited about that um and we're still i remember do you remember last time yeah, we were asking for um uh player entries mm-hmm. we're still getting players sign up
0: that amazing? So only
1: yesterday we i saw are... uh, rodrigo allocate three players to other uh, to one of the teams isn't that cool
0: isn't that wonderful here we are we're, we're starting to taper down in terms of the number of activities and yet people are still asking to participate it's a credit to uh, i think everything that we're all doing together the spirit of the games the amazing high quality work the benevolent uh, activity uh, looking to help people Uh, i think the way we've been able to put forth these updates into the community um, on a regular basis to let people know what it is that's going on and that there are still opportunities to join it's a it's a hats off Really Absolutely. Organization. And,
1: and, and I even forgot to mention, we've also launched since then the um, Players uh, Learning Lectures. So they went live last Friday. Jonathan Daniels stood up and did a piece. And then on the second, we've got the incredible Nate Brown doing a, a Players Learning Lecture. Um, and that will be followed by Heidi Stone towards the end of the week. So we're very excited that we're able to kind of provide this additional learning back to people, which um, was always part of the game's um, ethos was to make sure that people involved learned and I've seen some great messages in LinkedIn and I've had some decent personal messages as well people saying oh my god I'm, g- I'm gaining so much from doing this one of the judges reached out and went oh my god why didn't I get involved before this is awesome so um, I'm I'm really really pleased with the way it's going
0: that's great that's wonderful to hear um any ed- kind of Final advice, this is certainly not the last time we're going to be interviewing and spending time with you, but kind of as we start to taper down, any last-minute words of encouragement or advice for players, judges, participants?
1: I'd I'd say, I mean, I know some players have been able to provide a lot more time than others. We are um, on the final push the last week. A couple of hours could turn a good idea into a great idea or a great idea into a brilliant idea. So if if you can spare the time to support your captains, you will be really grateful. Let's try and make this last set. Of, I mean, the ideas we've had so far are unbelievable. But if we could make this um, the final push, um, really, really special, it'll be a great way to kind of finish off. It really will. We must remember as well when we will come back to this that when the games closes on the um, uh, towards the uh, the eighth of July, I think we're gonna have our closing ceremony a big closing ceremony, um, there'll then be the opportunity for players to stay involved and work directly or volunteer with the charities to help them convert the ideas into a reality. So we're very excited about that as well.
0: That's the real meat of this, right? The real amazing poof in the pudding. Uh, the, all these fantastic ideas that have come up the, over these last weeks and now the opportunity to execute upon them and turn them into reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about. The ideas are nothing unless they're converted into something of value. So um, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, this last week, please, everyone, just give it everything you've got. Um, there is, and Phil will touch upon this, but there's also the individual challenge. I've had some contact from people wanting extra information on it. So I know that that's ongoing in the background as well.
0: Super, Superb. I have an important question here. Now, this is one of the most uh, interesting ones of this session. Christopher, I have heard of Professor Dr. Phil Klaus from you. I've observed him in collaboration together with you throughout the years. This is my first opportunity to get to spend a little time with him. How can we appropriately introduce Professor Klaus to the community here? Uh, His academic work in the field of CX is known but there's so many of us that are in the practitioner side that don't have the chance to really interact with him and get to know what he's done. I'm, I'm, not that I'm at a loss for words, but I want to find the right words to introduce him here. Help me here mm-hmm. in introducing Professor Klaus to our community here in the CX okay. World Games.
1: So, so I would, I would say um, there's very few people who have influenced me more in the world of customer centricity than Professor Dr. Phil Klaus. Um, and that's because... Is truth. is is master, and Phil will tell you. The truth. This is his master, and he is open to actively listen to what influences, shapes, and changes behavior of customers, and he has this incredible ability to be able to connect that back to what organizations need to do to be able to make a positive difference and create a better outcome. So. The, the way that he's managed to extract that world of academia and bring it into a business reality, it's, it's just awesome. So, so that's one aspect. In terms of academics, he is the world's leading academic in customer experience. The man has no end to the knowledge he has on customer experience. And we, we can we, And we do talk for ages on topics of customer experience. What I would say, though, most importantly, I consider him a friend. Is a a great friend, and uh, you know we we chat, we chat about stuff, we chat about stuff, and he's a mentor to me. So I've I've really enjoyed being associated with Phil. And as people get to know him, just listen to what he says. Don't don't try and process what Phil says when you hear it. Just reflect on it, and then just come back to it. And some people, three or four years, come back and go, he was right. He was absolutely right. So uh, there you go. That's my intro.
0: Thank you so much for that. Well, he, here it is, Professor Klaus. Welcome uh, to our session today. It's a privilege to have you to to have you as part of this this overall uh, collection of activities, but, but especially today. Um, for those that don't know you that well or don't know you well yet, just a, could you offer a very quick summary of uh, who is Dr. Professor Professor Dr. Klaus? Just a little bit about your work, very high level.
2: Well, um, thank you so very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm honored and delighted to be here. And thank you so very much for the kind words, Christopher. You know, um, uh, I love to see how the customer experience will developed in something so incredibly and in bringing the community together around the globe. Who am I? Um, I believe I'm the voice of reason. I'm the voice of evidence. I'm the voice of the truth in a very noisy customer experience environment. This is what I'm trying to contribute. I try to get back to the uh, things that really matters to customer, which is not uh, frameworks, concept models, or selling something, or rebranding it, or whatever it is. It's about reliability, validity, and something that has an impact on the customer. And therefore, it will have an impact on your business. Because at the end of the day, When you think about customer experience, all my work is about giving you something as a manager that you can take on Monday morning to improve the performance of your business by taking care of your customers. Because you are not competing against others; you're competing for your customers. Does it make sense?
0: Well, very well said. So, of, of course. And your role in the Customer Experience World Games 2021 is you are the judge's captain, meaning I think you are overseeing the work of the judges. The judges panel, by the way, is is an amazing collection of thought leaders, authors, contributors, practitioners. Um, What's it like working with uh, your peer group and overseeing their work, overseeing the work of all the participants? A very high level of activity, isn't it?
2: It is indeed, but it's most rewarding. First and foremost, I do not really see, you know, I'm not the professor of uh, these people are marvelous people who know the in and out of customer experience in a very special way and this of a hand collected then. So we know we have a level of experience and also a level of engagement and knowledge that's beyond any kind of judgment. And I as a head judge only if there seems to be a, a draw to tip the scale to one side or the other. And otherwise, I'm just delighted to read their comments and read the great work of the global customer experience community that we have working on these marvelous challenges that really make a change, not just in our customer experience community, but in our community in general. And finally, it appears that we have this clicking noise gone. My goodness, <laughs> we've been exposed to that for 15 minutes, and now everything is good. It was not your fault, Christopher, after <laughs>
1: all. <laughs> I've fed the dolphins, and they've calmed down now, so it must have been that. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, it's great to be involved in the last And just as we said it in back again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, It's. I choose that. I reckon. <laughs> no, the challenges are great, and being involved in it for me, it's an honor, and uh, it's just amazing to see what people in our community are doing and how they make a positive impact in not just our community but in our communities in general, in particular in this challenging time.
0: By the way, since you mentioned the challenge, uh, we have one of our visitors in the audience, P513. P513, I'm not sure we know your name, but we rec- recognize that you're from Argentina. Uh, you're, you've, you've chatted in here. Greetings from Argentina. This CX World Games has been wonderful. The last challenge of, about Mexico is really good, and thank you for that. And William Carson uh, mentioned a great book too, which I believe is about uh, uh, about uh, Professor Klaus's work. Um, so I just wanted, wanted to share that. Um, Professor Cross, I'm, I'm curious, in the world of academia and, and the things that you work on, when you get to observe projects and activities like these, do these influence academia or is it the other way around? Does academia influence what happens kind of in the uh, the, the main street of, of, of CX? I'm wondering, you know, between that push-pull uh, between what you, you, the work that you do in your research versus what's happening out there in the marketplace.
2: Well, um, there are different academics and different scientists working on customer experience, to be uh, quite honest. But we are in a very fortunate situation that all our work is always based on one thing. Before we start our research, we asked ourselves, will it have an impact on practice? Because according to us and my colleagues, as scientists in management, our function is to guide and assist practice, not to develop theory for the sake of theory. What we want to do is we want to help you guys become more successful. And the only way we can do that is by demonstrating the impact. And the marvelous thing of being a scientist and being so close to practice is to see how it works. Because as a scientist, we know it will work. The question is just how will it work? Why in some cases works it faster? Why in some contexts works it a little bit slower than the others? What are the hurdles to overcome in order to refine it? And that, uh, trust me, I've been, uh, I had a real job, I would say, before becoming an academic. So I was a senior marketing manager and a management consultant. What I love about being a scientist is our masters is You know, it's all evidence-based, non-biased, non-agenda we go out we find out what it is and then we tell you what you can do with it however we can only bring the horse to the water you know our job is not to guide you then in a way that we need to do what you need to do i advise companies on a strategic level but they need to execute and this is the function that we love the most about it that we can really look and influence what you guys are doing but in a way that's, again, non-biased, evidence-based. And this is the position we like to be in. And let's be quite honest, um, we don't have the best reputation. In the 1980s, I went to business schools to talk to the Michael Porters of the world in order to find out the stuff that you're doing is really exciting. And I believe uh, today there are not a lot of people coming to us anymore and saying we need to listen to scientists to enhance the work we are doing, unfortunately. But that's our own fault. We need to deliver. And I try with my colleagues to deliver the things that everybody needs and everybody can pick up. on. And we're working on really exciting stuff. For example, uh, all our work on the ultra-high net worth individuals, on the billionaires of the world, the luxury experience. We have... a uh, a panel for the lack of a better world for a 100 plus billionaires we are talking with on a frequent base in order to find out what makes them tick. Because think about when you have everything, all this status, blah, social recognition, nah, really, financial benefits, what is it all about? How do they make decisions? And it's just, Fascinating to tap into this world. It's almost like, uh, I don't know if people recall the show Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous, yeah, you know, back in the days. And, and this is how it is when people say to us, How do you talk to these people? I'm like, Well, we are in Monaco, so it's very easy, but one thing leads to another. And you would be surprised. Uh, normally, the companies we're working with say, Ah, oh, they're not going to talk to us. And I say, Yeah, they're not talking to you, but they're talking to us. Because we want to know what's about them, what drives their behavior. And by doing this, the conversation is an entirely different one. And uh, we just had some papers published there. And there are four more in the pipeline. And they've been received by uh, the industry, ranging from super yachts, uh, private jets, art, auctions, sports cars. They just said, this is amazing, jewelry. uh, stuff that we don't have, you know, while some things that we take for granted in customer experience management, such as customer journey mapping is almost unheard of in a lot of these markets, because um, let's not forget, there are not too many ultra-handled individuals on the market, you know, so they're very desirable, and everybody wants to Engage with them, and we are in the fortunate position that we can get all these insights from them that we then freely share with everyone who would like to listen to us.
0: Sure. I, uh, Professor, I have a final question for you. Tell me. Have you, have you can hopefully hear me now. Um, my favorite part of, of my job when I get to host these sessions is when. Uh, the audience does my work for me. And that is, uh, we've received a question from Espe Fernandez. Uh, a direct question for you, uh, Professor Klaus. And I'm gonna put you on the spot with this one, I hope that's okay. What has been your favorite challenge of the CX World Games? And I recognize I'm putting you on the spot here. Let's um, see if you have a, a a response to this one.
2: The challenge that I is means... most it's always the one that's currently on. I cannot put a ranking on that because they are, every single one of them is so important for the person that brings it up for the community and the people. So there's no favorite because, uh, I mean, a, a sentimental favorite because it really touched me was last year with Dylan because unfortunately, um, he passed away due, even during the process. That was really something. I talked with my kids about it, and it was a, this is something you don't forget. You know, was it my favorite challenge? Um, it was very. It was close to us, and and I believe because of the impact it had and the impact it can has on on every single one of us. This was one that I will always carry with me. But every single one of the challenges is amazing. And it's just amazing to see that people who have a job, who have a lot of things on their mind, who have family to take care of worldwide, take time and valuable resources out of their personal life to dedicate it, to make the life of others better. And I believe a big thank you. You, the, The heroes there are the people who dedicate their time to it. For me not us judges you know the people who really do something about
0: it I, I think that was a wonderful way to to conclude today's session it's about the cx heroes the ones that are doing the work on the front lines our participants our players that are coming up with ideas and giving back to our community i think there's no better way to uh, highlight what we've done over these last several weeks and perhaps even just to end today's session on on that note uh, this is all about the work of our players it's about helping the organizations that are Uh, the recipients of the the work and the challenges Um, and just let's all be reminded of that it's it's sensational work and it's been been an honor and a privilege to be a part of that i'm going to ask both you professor klaus and chris for any final words uh before we wrap up today's session
1: Uh, i think i'll reflect on what phil said there that's very special words phil thank you and good luck to everyone for challenge five really need your help on this one
2: I don't think there's more to it. The only thing that we need to create awareness of is the reason challenge I have for all of you guys, you know. Don't forget to compete there because there's an additional benefit to it. If you're going to be chosen or your team is going to be chosen or whoever is going to be chosen, you can take advantage of it and commercialize it. You know, so there's uh, our way for us as scientists to give back. We have uh, a marvelous uh, work it was just received as a finalist of the best paper of the year in marketing. So it was really impactful. We really believe you guys in the community, all your consultants out there doing the great work, you can be part of it, you can take it on, and we want you to make money out of it too. So everyone wins.
0: Excellent. Those are great thoughts. Thank you so much. You heard it from Professor Cross and Christopher, work at the contribute because you will also take benefit from it in your own uh, professional lives and let's continue to help uh the organizations that are the recipients of all of our good work i'm going to end today's session on that note once again professor klaus thank you so much for joining us chris it's very great to see you again uh we will have uh some future sessions coming up that we will announce um as we start to taper down um the the world games but still one more big challenge participants one more final push Thank you for all you do. Audience, thank you. And you heard it also, if you're not yet participating, jump in, there's still an opportunity, still great work to do and amazing things to learn and be part of uh, this organization. Thank you once again to everyone for being part of today's session. Customer Experience World Games 2021, fireside chats without the fires concluding for today. Thank you. The episode is over, but the conversation continues. Please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, post a comment and subscribe to stay on the leading edge of customer experience. To get in touch or be a guest, follow us on Twitter at chatsfires or on LinkedIn or in your podcast repository of choice. Thank you.